5時になったのでを始めたいと思います。今日は皆さんお忙しい中ありがとうございます。えっと<笑>トークイベントでカブレールさんとアーティストの杉原レイナさんとシュアートミさんで今回は話してもらいます。内容はそうあの杉原さんからちょっとこんな感じ。すいませんと今日はありがとうございます、えっと、作家の杉原玲奈と申します、えー、今日のトーク内容としましては、えー、多分抽象絵画についてっていう話だったと思うんですけどまず抽象絵画画家として自分たちは見ているのかっていう話から、まあ、ガブリエルさんの今回の作品またあの日本でどういうふうに影響を受けて作品が変わったかであのまあ。あとは写真に撮られた絵画と、えー、絵画そのものの違いとかについて主に英語でトークしていくことになります、えっと、本人の希望もあってこう英語でこうトランスレーターを入れないでっていう話になりましたのでもし会話の最中にどうしてもここは聞き逃せないということがあったら手を挙げていただければあの私の方で通訳いたします。あと今回のトークですけどあのクロージングパーティーということなのでもしあの堅苦しいトークじゃなくてこう好きに絵を見たり会話をしたりしながらカジュアルに進めていければと思いますのでよろしくお願いいたします。So we're going to be talking English. For like, if you want to say something, disagree with something, anything, just please just like, just get going.、Um, and thank you to Chris for, for the Schmatz beer, by the way. <laughs> thank you so much. And if some, if you want to drink beer or drink beer, you can drink beer. 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 Uh, in my sort of moved studios this year to a kind of residential kind of apartment, three room tatami rooms.、Um, and the first thing you see when you come in is this little Polaroid, which is actually of my studio.、Um, it's this, like the studio window as you go in.、Um, and in a way, these paintings are kind of about a reaction to a place. The place I'm living, where I am, what I'm looking at,、um, and this kind of just I'm kind of very taken by the studio I'm in now, and it's kind of、um, a, a sort of a reaction to that in, in, in some ways, yeah.、Um, which you can see. So, just in the painting, you can see kind of these little marks of the tatami because、um, they're all done, all these paintings are done flat on the floor,、um, unstretched, and then I either stretch them up. Uh, in the studio, they're small, but then these ones done later, stretched up in here. 
um, and I kind of work out the cropping of them by having them all, and quite often taking a photograph and sort of seeing how they work as an iPhone, as like an image. And then I, for, for, so the first time I really see them is when they come in here. Um, is it true that you work from behind as well? Yeah, so this, this, this painting uh, is made where, see these, these black marks and the white is all done in reverse from behind. Do you want me to stop a little bit? So no, it's okay, it's okay. Go on, go on. Also, I, then... I talk fast in English anyway, and it's quite hard to understand English. So if you take taking English, ask as well. I mean, like, if you guys have any questions, like, if you misses, uh, miss, yeah, yeah. you know, what he said, you know, I, I, I'm happy to interpret or translate what he says. So please, Please look at in my eyes and I will respond to you guys in Japanese what he said. So. Um, and, well, yeah, where else should we go from that? Well, when we were talking, this is like kind of part two of a conversation yeah, exactly. we had earlier this week. Wasn't yeah. And, that evening, you talked about how like photographs were kind of important mm. in the work, or had an importance. Yeah. And obviously, there's one there, and there's one literally where Hagiwara-san is standing. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of understated; they're not really obvious. Sure. But image, photograph, the photographic image. How does that sort of so influence yeah. the work? So, so with all these paintings, they they sort of start from photographs I take, and then I sand back the image, and then paint on top of the image. Mm. So it's almost like, even then with the photograph, it's almost like forgetting the image and remembering something about it. Because I always find a photograph doesn't really encapsulate that much of a... It encapsulates a small portion of what you're looking at, or what you're feeling. Um, whereas in painting, you can kind of transcend that somehow. That's sort of what I love about painting, is that you, you, you kind of... You can contradict yourself, you can kind of take quite a lot of different viewpoints of the same thing at the same time. Um, so yeah, they, they, they're the starting point. I mean, my relationship with photography sort of goes through the whole of my practice from quite early on, mm -hmm. um, in that sometimes I've been interested in more like a digital image, how painting relates to these images we're around the whole time, and we sort of start to interpret painting in this way, where we or we think we kind of interpret painting through images, but actually the reality of the thing becomes far more important. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, but they're often just like a way to get me going, and just a, just a, just a way to start a painting. Mm. So it's not, not necessarily about optics or like focal lens, but it's about something that's flat, that acts as a jumping off point. Yeah, I mean they probably were more about a kind of optics, about a kind of backlit image. Right. Um, and, paint, and how painting kind of, how painting kind of... Um, responded. Yeah, responded and emulated to that. Because um, obviously there's a similar question of time involved in that as well, like period and like duration <coughs> mm -hmm. and exposure and stuff like that. But um, I think I read somewhere that you talked about like slow observation being mm. kind of important mm -hmm. and how, because obviously photographs are kind of catching an instant, a, mini, a sliver of a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether that kind of was of any relevance. Definitely. I mean, the thing I want with painting is that it slows you down and... Um, and takes you out of that kind of everyday moment of sort of consuming. Um, I kind of want paintings to be things that you kind of that change as you look at them, that changes 
like when you come back to it, I was looking at his painting today and it felt very different than I had looked at it last week. Yeah. So I, I kind of love that kind of thing about painting is that it, it really does change the whole time depending on kind of your mood, um, light, all these things kind of change everything mm -hmm. about, about it. Yeah. So um, how do you finish your paintings? Finish them? Are they ever um, finished? Yeah, it's always like... Um, so I was thinking, like, like that's always like a question, isn't it? And it's like, for me, it's almost like you've created this character. Yeah. And there's this point where you sort of meet something outside of yourself. And then you sort of have to work mm -hmm. out whether, whether you get on. I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> whether you need to get on. Like, it's like, sometimes you create something, it's like, your first reaction is you want them to be yeah, more yeah. something you like. But actually, maybe you don't need to get on. Maybe they're, like, interesting in themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like the moment you find, like you will be able to see your painting from the outside for yeah. the first time. So yeah. you have it interesting in that because you because you so Raina paints in the studio where she lives above it, uh, above the studio. And I was thinking that then it's really hard because you're always meeting. You're like kind of like they surprise you more, more in a way because you're like going to get a cup of tea. Yeah, or something I, I, I like waking up with my paintings. Yeah, Every yeah. morning it changes. So and they're like, it's like a very intense experience then, isn't it? So finishing your painting is always like a tricky uh, stuff. You know, you have no idea when your finish is done. Yeah. Your painting is done, and so that's a kind of a question that I wanted to ask you because since your painting is really organic yeah it, it's like a changing every day depends on the environment and then just so so this one say i started two years ago um and it was at a point where i thought it might be finished for a long time mm -hmm. and then but you didn't work uh on that painting for two no, years no no then it was like it's put like aside off, yeah. and then put it back out and then something and then it's so there's quite often i find there's these moments where either where i think it'd be interesting to hear your things like whether you either like whether you're pushing something and you think, oh, I need to do this, mm -hmm. or whether you kind of just like fiddle and mm -hmm. then something happens yeah. and then you just get surprised, or something just like, or sometimes it's just you just like, um, you're almost not thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then the thing will just like, you'll just like start doing that and then it'll Is just be. Is it more like you're following? You're following, exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, it's that there's this thing when you're making it between listening and talking. Right. It's like this fine balance on it. Speaking as a non-painter, because I'm not a painter, but a writer, it's very, very similar. There are times when I write stuff, and I can't deal with that anymore. Put it over there, oh, and yeah. then leave it for like a month or mm. a year, and go back mm -hmm. and then think, oh, what was that all about? Or re-engage with it. So yeah. like almost kind of the point where it feels like sometimes I'm looking for chances to stop writing, because the yeah. place of like stopping and starting is quite stressful. When it's like a too close to you, yeah. you can't see. You can't, and sometimes you have to leave it and let it just sit there and, you say, ruminate, just kind of like exist yeah. in a sketchbook, in your computer, wherever, and then have time for you to catch up with what you've written. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the time you're spewing stuff subconsciously. Definitely, page, definitely. And then two years later or a month later, you realise, oh, that's what I was trying to get. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. And then you re-engage with it, so I can see where as a painter. And, and once you, sometimes you'll make another painting or you write something afterwards, which maybe answers the questions that you hadn't answered, yeah. mm -hmm. and then you can come back and answer that question, which you you'd sort of like was left. And you, and you quite often don't realise that it's left. You can't. You kind of quite often realise that question's left once you've started doing other things. That it kind of like. So as painters, like if you've ever had paid commission, uh, kind of commission, 
and yeah. you have a time scale. Yeah. How uh, do you work? <laughs> yeah. How do you sort of like get enough out of it to feel like you've accomplished something, but also meet the deadline? Because that's again, time um, is of essence in that sense. I mean, don't know. I never enjoyed, you know, the concept of deadlines. So I don't know. I mean, I always have stops in my studios. Um, Whenever somebody like asks me like they want my painting, I just you know try to finish it on time. That's all I can do. So, how about you? I, so in terms of like painting, I try and have I don't do that many countries for paint. I try and have like a lot going on the studio, so that's kind of maybe then you get something kind of like that would finish off. But I've I've had like a time. I did did a commission of tiles, and that was quite. I really enjoyed that in the. It did have this deadline. That was a recent commission. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it was almost like I had to. I had to sort of like change myself to almost think in a very different way. And it's and the whole process of making a tile is you have to be very decisive. Do the thing. It will get fired. You, you know what I mean? They can't be. Yeah. Got to be very kind of like pragmatic about it. Can you can you just explain what the, the tile commission was? Because that was a recent. So yeah, so there was um, for a private commission for a kind of very long wall piece. Um, in Portugal, yeah. um, and I sort of, I've been over here kind of working out a method to make, for like a year or so, so I was going making very small pieces which kind of worked out a process that I could then make it afterwards, right. uh, which related to my paintings, um, and that's a sort of process I picked up from before from making paintings. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, there, there's, I, I like, what I like about making stuff is that you can, you can have one way of thinking, but then you can all, Quite quickly change it to another way. Right. You can be, you can. There's a part of your brain that can just like switch, can like take the switch, and then it can be very, it can be very pragmatic. Because you presumably that workshop was like one, two, three months long, right? So you had like yeah, it was like two, two, two months basically right, okay. yeah, to, to make it. Yeah. So did you go there thinking you had an idea of what you were going to make beforehand, yeah. or did no, you turn knew, up? Well, not how it looked, but do? I didn't know how it looked completely. Like, sure. But I knew the processes that would would do that right. I'd use because I wanted that openness of how colours can change, how things change when they're fired. How I like that's part of ceramics. Was exciting is that it changes as you as you fire it. Yeah. Well, I guess the same is true of these as well because you can you like you said you come back to it three yeah. weeks or a month later and it's a completely different hue of green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 the thing of like painting behind you don't quite know what's going to happen. It's like a real brave decision, or not brave, but it's like a real kind of like decision of, and the same with these paintings where at the end there's this layer of thin uh, mm -hmm. black ink, yeah, um, which kind of hides, it sort of reveals and conceals what I've done before, right. mm -hmm. but it's a little bit like, I sort of see it a little bit like applying a glaze in that you're not quite sure how to react with the paint until the end. And then this sort of had this surprise at the moment. Yeah. Do you, you don't get that point where it explodes though, because for, for farming clay there is that kind of disastrous yeah, yeah. moment. Like, oh. there, there are there are some <laughs> which you're like, oh no, I should have done that. <laughs> but they're recoverable. You can salvage something from them. Some I've been I've been trying to recently in the studio. I've had a really bad success rate. It's been like twenty. I, I made one painting with about twenty failures, which I haven't been able to work back onto. Right. Yeah. Um, because I've been trying to get this like one hit thing I've been trying to do and it's just like not been working. <laughs> yeah. Is that because you're just kind of feeling it out as you go along? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm sort of trying to find a new, yeah, exactly, yeah. So like I was trying to think of some body to sort of bounce off of another artist, not in terms of like the work being similar, but just 
someone else to talk about in terms of like images and image making. And uh, there's a painter, Yukie Ishikawa, mm -hmm. who kind of for some reason came to mind for no other reason. That her work is quite abstract, quite vivid, and she's a painter. Mm -hmm. And um, she talks about this thing about metaphotographic images and things being images of images, and she works a lot with advertisements mm -hmm. and, and uh, commercials, adverts, from magazines and stuff, but she strips them down to the bare mm -hmm. basic elements and then loads things back into them mm -hmm. to the point where it's very difficult to know where things come from, but there's a sort sure. of joy in kind of discovering yeah. kind of the painting through found images. Mm -hmm. She finds stuff from her own making mm -hmm. process. And I wonder whether or not there was a process in doing that, especially if you paint, say, on the back of a painting with a yeah. vivid pink, but on yeah, the front yeah. it's like dense and dark and yeah. sort of sombre. Mm -hmm. Do you think some of that comes from like moving from the UK to Japan? Is it geographic or is it just like instinct? Um, so there's definitely parts of this which is to do with moving to Japan. Um, in, in terms of like I think that's a process I've always had, but then I've sort of approached it in very different ways. So I think I've, I've really like sort of pinpointed that as something I was thinking about in I did a residency in Rome, and I was just really struck by how many kind of like layers of the city you're always like, mm -hmm. always there kind of, that you're kind of like mingling with. And you'll go into a church and it will be something from like pre-Roman times and then Roman and then like Renaissance and then there might be some mm -hmm. like really interesting kind of like contemporary graffiti and they're all kind of just like mixed together. Um, and so yeah, that, I did lots of paintings after that which kind of were about kind of building up layers and then sanding them back, like physically sanding them back and then finding, refinding things and kind of, And in a way that process has kind of carried on here but become a lot flatter. Right. The, the, the big change I think coming here is to do with like a certain light. Light. And, and sort of darkness. Um, just like a kind of, yeah, Tokyo light. I, I think. Uh, here's a question. Oh, sorry. So, in the case of the process, so this is the image of London, the Tsukuteta, Sakhi, Kara, Tokyo, Niko, Ste, Sakhuga, Kawata, Tio, Hanasho, Ste, Gabriel San Jishinwa, Sakhina, Furato, Ninate, Yuri Kurakunata, Tokyo, Ni. 移行してからそれについて考えているっていうお話をされています。ありがとうございます。あ、ガブリエルさんは今東京にえっと住んでいて東京で制作をしていて。2年ぐらい。2年ぐらい。2年半。はい。ありがとうございます。ガブリエルさ
あの東京に来てから、まあ、エクイあの材料とかも変わってきたので炭とかまあ顔料みたいなものを使うようになってその炭が持ってるその暗さみたいなものがまあ日本東京の,そのあれと。And I think even that's like a text from the 1930s, it, it still kind of resonates in terms of. There's still. And he was sort of like talking about that this was fading from Japan. So, Junichiro Tanazaki. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, saying that this, this kind of light was kind of going away from Japan, it was replaced by the kind of like bright sheen of the West. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. But it's still present. You still, you still find it, even in kind of like lots of kind of small, small kind of like residential buildings. I think you still have this kind of a sort of different way of kind of embracing shadows. And, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah.、Um, although, sorry,、uh, although like London is very famous for kind of grey. Grey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Um, do you consider Tokyo is more like a, not grey but darker in that way? So, more yeah. like a, a robotic grey? So I find that you get like. The greys, you, you get lots of different shapes, like cool greys in the kind of、um, the architecture. So you get lots、mm -hmm. of these different shades, of, more shades of grey.、Mm -hmm. 50,000 50, shades of grey.、Uh, yes. but, no, but then you get in the.、Um, <laughs> no, <sorry> . <laughs>、uh, but then in like the way it deals with shadows, I think is very different. Shadows? Yeah, shadows、mm -hmm. and kind of sort of not needing, not needing things to be kind of lit. Yeah.、Mm. Um, which is like. You know, I mean, fact, I think London has that image of being grey because the sky is always grey,、yeah. the weather is awful. Exactly. And、uh, so it sort of colours everything. I have an impression like that. Tanazaki, for example, I think, right, he had a really like, hard life. Like, it's pretty、mm. dark, his life story. And I think Praise of Shadows was sort of like, that real,、mm. trying to wrestle with that and realising it wasn't just about colour and texture, and, like, but it was darkness of like, living. Yeah. Impoverished, a kind of hard life throughout the country. So, although London, you know, London has Charles Dickens. But I think it was also、Charles、just like. Charles Dickens and the William Turner. But I feel like a lot of grey has always、yeah. have an impression to me that、uh, the sunshine probably will come through、yeah. after the grey. There's like a. I, I call London grey as a potential grey. Right. Like right. there is like a <laughs> potential <laughs> that it will be sunny tomorrow. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, but the, in Tokyo, the grey is just grey, the concrete grey. <laughs> concrete grey, yeah, you get that. Yeah, it's sort of set grey, I know what you mean.、Um, but no, I see, as, as a, I see the darkness in a positive way. I don't, I don't see it as,、like、a, as a negative.、Mm. I see it as、like、a, just a different way of, like, of approaching the world. Because there's, there's a really interesting bit in that、um, essay where he talks about the difference between、like、Western toilets and Japanese toilets. And he says that like, Western toilets want kind of like white tiles and everything to be like shiny and feel like new.、Mm. Whereas, like, like a Japanese toilet tradition would be kind of quite, it'd be clean, but it would be like,、um, like wood, dark wood, 
there might be like one window at the top where you get kind of natural light coming through. Um, which I really like is like a nice, con like the toilet's quite a contemplative place. <laughs> and it's quite nice to kind of like, like, like realize that, not yeah. like kind of clean yeah. it up, but it's like not everything has to be kind of shiny and kind sure, of like. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Severe. Yeah, yeah. Because that too, yeah. White ceramic tiles can be quite cold as much as they can be quite bright and clean. So yeah. it's, all, it's a, I guess, texture and like quality of feel and touch are like super important. Yeah. yeah, he also talks about the paper. So he talks about the paper being the kind of traditional paper, it like absorbs light yeah. and, mm. and, and ink, whereas the kind of Western paper would be shiny and white and like it's the opposite. Already, yeah, um, it'd be like to, to get to, to actually to repel light. Yeah. yeah. え、例えばあの日本の紙とあの西洋の紙の違いもお話しされていて、西洋の紙っていうのは購入した時点ですでにシャイニーというかこうちょっと光沢だったり、あの綺麗に見えるんですけど、日本の紙和紙っていうのは
seems like a place you're in as a protagonist. Hmm. You're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whereas, like, to make those paintings here would feel disingenuous or something. So do you think, like, the work is more characterful in that sense? Yeah, I think In so. one place rather than the other? Or is it, is it not that? Is it everywhere there's always some sort of character you're imbuing into the work? I'm always trying to meet someone in the paintings. I feel like I've met a character. Um, or, and then... Um, I mean, there's something interesting about cities where you feel like you sometimes like tap into a history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I think painting sort of helps you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, I'm sorry. Is there a question? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking a bit about that with your paintings in terms of like having some, so for me it was like the photographs are something that takes you back from just the process of making to reality. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And when, when Rain is making, she, well, maybe you should talk about it one me, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was thinking about the kind of the objects that you make, how, how it kind of like, and you, when you're painting you make an object so you're quite often like feeling and... Kind and of like like speaking about my painting, I always have an, like a specific object, like I make an or buy an object before I start a new series of paintings because that's like a, how can I say, like a token or thing to me to get back to the reality and I always hold it in my hand or put it in my pocket like so that like a totem like a totem yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah it's like it's like in the set inception where it needs something like almost in, like it kind of reminds you of the film of inception like the dream world, because like, like a, whenever you're painting it's kind of easy to forget about like you actually uh, exist in this world mm. <laughs> so you needed some object to come back to here. <laughs> but uh, I asked you before, both of you, before the conversation, like, do you listen to music? And you said, definitely not, maybe sometimes cricket. Yeah. Basically nothing. Yeah. And then you said, no, you live, listen to everything. Everything, like at radio and so TV like and YouTube. Yeah. yeah, like. So that's, that's interesting. Like, does that mean that they? Kind of, it's the same thing. But it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it is the yeah. same Cause thing. Because it's meaningless, but it's just a presence that you're aware of, but you're not mm-hmm. focusing on a song or a lyric, mm-hmm. or whether it's coming from your laptop or from the speaker. That's um, true. And also, to me, like it's really important to uh, me to feel like I'm alone yeah. when I'm making mm-hmm. a work. When they were like, my studio is like a so loud with a lot of music and YouTubes and TV programs, mm. I feel more uh, isolated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, that's that's that makes me feel like I'm more concentrated on what I'm doing. So, like taking that a bit further, the, it's very much connected to you and your act of painting. Your the body is really involved in that sense of like being able to hold something and be aware mm-hmm. that you're still here while mm-hmm. painting and getting lost in the process. And similarly, yeah. you're, you're mm-hmm. the, you, I think you had a show called Splays in oh, yeah. 2013, yeah. which was very sort of bodily, yeah, yeah. suggestive mm-hmm. of the body. Yeah. yeah. You know, the presence of both of you as painters in the work is really yeah. important, which maybe sounds obvious, but... Yeah, but and it's one of those things that's like, the, the, those... It's funny because it's interesting to talk about like how a studio practice works, because a lot of it is that, but it's also loads of boredom. Yeah, yeah. there's like so much boredom involved in like 
like not really knowing what you're doing, like, like it's just like, and, and then trying to find these little moments where you, you might get back to that kind of bodily moment kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's like how you tease yourself into those moments is kind of interesting of how you kind of like, um, yeah, how you, how it's kind of, how being creative is, is part of it is this sort of chain you kind of keep going down and just keep following and just like believe that you're going so but then there's other part of it which is sort of caressing something and being very sensitive to like all these little moments that might happen um, and not being so kind of like headstrong. Right, 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 right. I guess you, yeah, otherwise you'd be buried in your paintings all the time. Wouldn't you? <laughs> well, you just can't do it. It's like you, you, you do, you're not responding, you're not listening, you're not kind of like aware of what the, the kind of little things that you might have done or that might be happening that, that something's outside of you is kind of being made. Do you switch off? And you give yourself like specific periods where you don't make anything in order to sort of like be able to kind of click back into uh, the work? Yeah, well, like holidays. <laughs> and, and I'll do moments, I'll do times where I'll go and, and like find those images. So there'll be moments where I'm not in the studio and I'll do like lots of like, taking the photographs and there's a drawing, mm -hmm. almost like research. Right, right, right. Um, and then in this, like, yeah, I suppose in the, in the studio. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like being in the studio a lot. I like, I, you know, I like the kind of daily routine. How about you, Lena, too? Is it um, sort of important to not be working as much as it is working? I don't know. I like being in the studio, too. Yeah. And, uh, even though I don't make anything, I just want to stay to be there. there. It's important. It's, that, that place is only like a place kind of accepted fully. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to me it's important to go to my studio every day and just stay there even I'm just watching YouTube mm -hmm. or yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, true. yeah Netflix. To be present. Exactly to be present. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how big your studio is but I can imagine they're kind of similar in size and scale. My so my, my, this is pretty much the floor like a little bit bigger but that's pretty much the floor of the room I paint in. Right. And there's like another room next to it, which is about the same size. So it's like, what is it like? Like a classic, like and it's all tatami. tatami, like five tatami four. And have you ever tried to sort of work outside of it, like kind of creep up the walls or angle? Uh, there's some which, yeah, there's some that kind of go a little, yeah. Um, pretty much no, but I, yeah, I have to try a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm reading this book at the moment called Tomb of Sand. So really not by Jitan Jali Shri, who's an Indian writer, and she talks about how. Psychologists say that the, the aspect of the human nature comes forward the most the moment we enter a room for the first time or we enter a mm. party or an event. Mm. And that is the strongest influence in shaping our personality and our future as well. So just the act of passing through a door. And because you have a window, there's an aperture as well, that mm. sense of like being able to sort of move through a space in terms of visually. Does the... Do you, do you feel like you are limitless within your tiny little studio, or do you see it as like, however tatami size it is, eight tatami or hachijo mm. or whatever the size of it is? Do you feel like that's just you never feel limited by the sort of work you could make, or do you feel like oh, I can't really kind of make um, things, the walls in the way and stuff like that? The, I mean, the like the totally honest answer would be that I feel like lim that there's like. I think like financially, like, like, like the like the totally honest answer would be like like financially there's like limitations. Yeah, yeah. In the if I like if I had a, like a limitless finance, there's like projects I could do and I'd like to do. 
So that if there was like a more budget, there's like you know, so the next tile commission really open like it was really nice having this kind of budget behind me, which meant I could just kind of do these things. And like that is, an, but then and the studio don't think about that. The, the, tile, the tile project was multiples of a similar, like no, they're all individual tiles. And they're all different dimensions. Which, they're all the same dimension, but, right. it was, but they made up like one big piece. Um, but Which that, I guess but like in, in a sense you, you, you are doing with your paintings in a sense, like you are like, the one painting, the maximum size is what's on the wall behind you. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much. Like, yeah, in terms of like how I, I don't feel limited in it, right. I, feel, I feel free. And, and it's the smallest studio I've had before, but I feel much, I love that. Like it's kind of the happiest studio I've been in. Really? Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Does anyone want to ask some questions? I mean, that's, yeah. Ah, please. 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 Ah, no, tatami daisuke. So, do you want to tell people that is it important for you to tell people that the this actually this marks is actually made by tatami? Hi, choto. Then, then, um, tatami, mitai. Then, um, yeah, I see them as like being almost like sort of buildings. Toto, tote mono, choto mitai to. Like a map of sorts. Yeah, or like map, or like or like kind of like raindrops. Ame choto. Sorry, my Japanese is so bad. But I'm joking. Um, um, so yeah, for me, they 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 became like another register, um, where they would kind of be. Um, yeah, they they, they sort of. Um, I, I think when you first see them, you probably don't read them straight away as tatami, like that it could be from a tatami. Mm. Um, it feels more like almost like small brush marks, like she say kind of. Um, Do people uh, want to notice it's actually a tatami work? I mean, that doesn't. I, I don't need that, but I, I don't need that. あの気づかなくてもいいですし気づいてもいいですって個人的にこの畳の跡があの建物のマークとか何か切り捨てを持ったものって思われるのがまあ。面白いなと思ってるので、まあでも個人的には畳大好きです。小さい筆って言ってました。そう、そうですね。小さい筆でこうなぞっていくっていう、こういう繰り返してるそうです。他に？もし質問。Maybe about the the medium that you are using, using pigment with a binder, can you tell me more about that? So yeah, so when I first moved here, like my studio is right next to this shop called Pigment. Oh. And I, I just kind of just got like, like amazed by these bottles of like natural pigment. Um, and so yeah, the, the, the process is um, natural pigment used with um, sort of animal skin glue, sometimes gum Arabic, so basically watercolour. Um, and then on top, often ink. It's pretty much like a Japanese tradition. Yeah, they're painting. quite traditional paintings in some ways, yeah. Um, and then the, the, the cotton there one is this very thin cotton, um, which means that I can paint from behind and it kind of soups through.
This is a shift that you made uh, since you are. That's a China. shift from moving here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was using ink quite a lot beforehand, um, and but the actual using pigment was a was a shift mainly here. Yeah. Do you buy cotton from Yuzawaya? <laughs> no, it's from Pigment. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah, because so I'd been making lots of drawings where I'd been paint, doing the drawing, and, was, and then I'd be losing the back of the, the, the of the image. Yeah, yeah. So the actual the back of the paper was, was, the, was the thing I'd show. Mm -hmm. So when I found it, I was like, oh, this is amazing! Like, because it was strong. So, so it's quite often when you find a thin material like that, you see straight through it. Yeah. You can see the kind of crossbars and everything. Whereas just the first time I found a cotton that actually had exactly the same properties as the paper that I kind of oh. was using, yeah. yeah. And, that, and actually that probably was what, that, the whole sort of process that I've caught up with, with that, in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that one? Is that one? So, uh, yeah, do you live and work in the same place? No, no. Shigaimasu. Yeah. 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 So these 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 books here, which are like one-offs in a sense, postcards, paintings of postcards, or posting on postcards, mm. and images of bits of photographs. These were made over how long a period of time? So the postcards I started doing like twenty years ago, actually. But then um, most of the so these were also printed out photographs. So I, I was it was actually started a lot of these I started making during lockdown. Um, so it was quite recent then. Yeah, lots of them. So, so I, I printed out all my iPhone photos. I realised I've been taking photographs of like... But you've been doing this series over 15 years. I've been making it, started the postcards, yeah. Quite right. a few years ago. Um, Since you were in the RA. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. But, the, but the actual printed photographs were done over, started from lockdown. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of like, an, I've always had this relationship with like a, a 
postcode or some of these small images that I'll change. Mm. And mimic. And the, the inlay the show was both in portrait and landscape, so that's been replicated in these. Like, yeah, so we had a t two TV screens outside, uh, one landscape, one portrait, mm -hmm. and they were kind of showing those images like consequentially. Was that just practical? Was that just or practical? Was that and practical yeah, and that kind of showed you know um, your inspiration. Yeah, it was like yeah, and just that the space had a kind of window out onto the front. Got you. Yeah. So it was nice, and it was a nice place that people could kind of like hang out in, isn't it? That space. It was like people were sort and, of naturally. And that video played the twenty four seven. Yeah. Right. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. So it's very old um, space in labour. Yeah. Window. I mean, do you want to talk about in labour at all? Like, oh, in labour no, was no. like okay, was a space, but now it's a kind of floating entity of sorts. あの、こちらの本がですね。あの、ガブリエルさんがやっているポストカードっていうシリーズがありまして、あの、それにそれを全てあの、15年分をまとめた本を2000年ちょうどパンデミックの時にあのイギリスのセブンティーンギャラリーというガブリエルさんが所属しているギャラリーで彼のあの個展オフ。オフ。で、カットオフハーフウェイブ、ビカーズオフ。で、カットオフハー
but they but then also there's this thing I suppose I was in someone there's this thing maybe back here about thing since moving here everything almost feels like you have to shift a lot of it and things go a bit like back to front so there's maybe partly to do with that is why things that sort of started maybe Were you doing much of that before in London? Nothing back to front like that. So literally, yeah. as soon as you came here, yeah, yeah, turn things yeah, around. yeah. So in every sense, exactly, yeah, slightly yeah. slightly to do with where you are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Is something happening? Is it something happening? Um, so, 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 then we'll change, change it. Uh, do, you uh, in, change. Uh, do you work in many paint, paintings at a time? So, yeah, there's a. Um, you mentioned characters that you look for in your works. Can you elaborate a little So, yeah, it's sort of. It's, it's not like you. An actual, it's, it's more like you, you have this feeling of meeting something that's sort of outside of yourself, and it's not—it's not that you just reflected yourself. I always think that art is in, that every kind of art is about holding mirrors up, mm. and it's either—it's either you're holding mirrors up to society, to yourself, mm -hmm. you're, or you're creating a mirror for people to kind of reflect upon themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so this, so that's what I'm after. Is it's almost like you've held this mirror. Which has created something outside of yourself, and you kind of have to, you kind of have to kind of work out who they are, um, and then it's not necessarily that you have to put. I don't know if it's have to put like words into who that person is. Like that's this is a this person is really like funny. This person like, it's, but but they, but there'll be something that you kind of feel like you've met something that it's just like something you kind of just like oh. Encounter. Hello. And it is, and it is that thing of like sometimes it's like the hard bit is is not trying to push too much of yourself into that. I suppose mm. is that is that you don't want it to be like always that you're kind of oh no you should be more like this like you you have mm -hmm. to sort of listen to who that who this thing is. Um, but yeah. I don't know. What, so I your, are your paintings like a handshake then, in a sense, like a point of... Well, it's a bit like that quote you said about like walking into a room, like yeah. saying walking into a room for the first time. It's it gets to a point where you kind of know, but don't need to know too much, and then you can live with that, and then you yeah. present it. Yeah. In a sense, it's like that point where you mutually agree to sort of like, okay, well, I have a sense of what you might be like, I can live with that. Yeah, exactly. And or, or, or something, you know, like, it's like actually... Like actually meeting someone, like you, you, there's some people you meet and straight up you're like, oh, I yeah. love you. Yeah. We're gonna be best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you end up hating them a few months later. <laughs> Sometimes you like meet someone, you're like, oh, I'm not sure. But then like a few months later, you're like best buds. So it's yeah. like mm -hmm. it's fluid. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fluid. Yeah. Do you do you ever like, for example, would you imagine yourself taking these paintings in a month and kind of like working into them again? These these ones here. Yeah. Once I've shown things, I, I no, I don't. Right. That's like a decision of like completion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are drawing a line. Mm -hmm. yeah.
Yeah. I've said that only w once. I have changed, <laughs> but like yeah, only, only, only one time. Yeah. Well, I guess, does anyone have, else have any, any questions of any sort? No? Okay, come on, maybe we should just wrap. Yes, yeah. up. thank you so much for me, and thank you so much to Stuart and Mayor, as we say. Thank you so much for your ロンドン時代。そうそうそう。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン時代。ロンドン
ピグメントっていう天王洲にある顔料のお店があるんですけどそこで出会ってこう作風がどんどんこういう感じになっていったけど本人的には非常にまあいい東京に対してのいいリスポンスっていうことで満足しているというふうにお話ししています。Uh, some paintings, yeah. So, so there was, I've been trying to make, so actually, they're, they're, the white, I've been making lots of paintings usually which are actually kind of like white, but almost like trying to, so they're, so they're almost like trying to capture this heat that you get in here, which is just like a white. It changes h e quickly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, as well as, well as like, lo, like lots of paintings before as well, actually, were kind of like almost like responding to weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.、Uh, so. And then it's like, it's like, and that's kind of, ごめんなさい。健康に関係しているんじゃないかっていうふうにおっしゃってます。日本はすごく湿気が多くて地面としたくになってどうしてこう絵が。いやですね。ピッチでサマーですね。ベビンチャンネルはいつも考えてます。
よかったら一緒に来てください。<笑>本当です。Thank you so much.